Welcome to TLC for the Soul podcast, where soul meets spirit. You have entered into sacred space. I'm your host, Tammy Lynn Chambers, and I'm here to help you shine. Now let's get going on this podcast journey. Hello, friends. Hello, and welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me here, recording this on January 1st, 2023. Happy 2023 to everyone. If you're new here, settle in. We're going to play a little bit, a little child's play. If you're returning, thank you so much for always joining me here. We're going back to Good old days of the bringers of the light. We are the bringers of the light, but we're going to start going back to the channeled stories, working with Abigail and Dakar and Rockaway Point and the spirit guides of Tessa Locke to help us <clears throat> disseminate some of the divine intel that's coming in. So <clears throat> let's get us all into sacred space. Let's get us all relaxed and juicy. Goodness, good vibes. <clears throat> My voice is still not 100, so it may sound a little scratchy or <clears throat> funky thoughts, just bear with me. Kind of throat chakra upgrades we're going through. First of all, I want to wrap us all in love light and light love. Inviting in the spirit guides who overlight this show. Archangel Michael, Archangel Metatron, the Pleiadians, and a cast of other characters who like to join me popping in and out at will. Lighting a candle for us. So, <clears throat> I had quite some time to think about what I want to keep sharing here <clears throat> on this show. And the things that are exciting to me, like, it's not just necessarily fun for me to like it is fun but it's kind of boring in a way to just come and like share channeled messages like I don't know everybody does things differently right but here we like to invoke a little play a little fun so I've been sitting with um the guides the bringers of the light HQ <laughs> like what do you guys want me to do what what and it's not so much like they're not really going to tell you like exactly what you're supposed to do. Right. But I'm like, what's the best way for me to disseminate information and what kind of information does the collective that listens to this podcast, this show need to hear or want to hear. And I've had some new um, way showers cross my path uh, that I've been listening to um, who are sharing a lot of deep intelligence about what's happening with the organic ascension process and we've started just different things ourselves here. Like we're in the middle of the nine series here on the channel. We've done one episode of that, one, one episode in the series. And I'm kind of like, where's this going? So <clears throat> the guides shared with me that the information, the divine intelligence that you all need to be aware of or need to hear about or things that need to help you in your daily life to just keep going because all my bringers of the light, you know who you are, like you're the light, light workers and the way showers and the star seeds and the priestesses and high priests and wizards and all of that. Right. And I want these, um, this sharing that we're doing that the guides and I are doing 
to be fun and uplifting and informational and healing and all of that for all of you. Um, because I know when I feel into our group, you know, I can sense like what's happening just energetically, like emotionally and mentally get a sense for where everybody's at. And so I've asked the guides that are here to help us tailor these shows to what everybody most needs. And so it's, it's going to be different, but they told me that the intelligence, that the metaphors and the things that you all are going to need are going to come out in the stories, just like the way we used to do them, where we used to, we, I used to channel in. So Bringers of the Light is a book series as well. All my books are out there. They're free to read. There's nonfiction, there's fiction. The link to all of that is always in the show notes. Um, but they told me because they want me to keep, <laughs> I want to keep writing books, but they're like, okay, the, the divine intelligence you need for people to be aware of is going to come out in the stories. So I've gone back to channeling the stories. We brought in a new one for January. We're going to touch on that just here in a moment um, and pull out what you all need to be aware of for January, starting with this new Bringers of the Light story, following our friends. Um, if you're not familiar with that book series, it doesn't really matter. You don't have to be, but if you want to fall in love with all of the friends, <laughs> Spectre and Book Coven and the Bringers of the Light HQ and our etheric towns of Rockaway Point, Tessa Lock, our, our twin towns and all of that, um, that whole book series is out there free to read on ebook format. Um, <clears throat> wherever you get ebooks. So you can go directly to my ebook publisher. That's the link I give you. Or you can go to Google Books or Apple Books, Barnes and Noble. You'll find me just, you can just Google my name and you'll find me all over the place. So anyway, Bringer the Light is back. We're going to be doing a channeled um, story called Brannigan's Well. All of our other little town folk, town places um, that we've done in the past always have these magical qualities about them and this one is quite interesting I think you're going to be intrigued and I do find that the people that listen to this show this podcast are a little bit more an intermediate and advanced practitioners and you guys are like hungry for deeper knowledge intel and wisdom myself included um and you know, it's not just to have the, the, the divine intelligence of what's going on. It's like, how do we use it? Um, and we're going to dive deeper into that with, um, I think I'm, I'm going to do some sort of monthly like class. I, I can't really, I don't really have all the details yet on it. Some sort of monthly class um, that's a little bit more, they're chilling to me right now. It's a little bit more offline, um, like more um housing on my website where you can go register and just watch like for free you can watch it but you kind of have to register um so that you i get there's something i'm going to be creating there around that for all of you guys so that's in the works um the other thing i want to bring not really it's not like i'm bringing it back it's just i took a little bit of a hiatus to deal with my weather issues um so like november december was a little sparse but we want to all keep working with our um, sisters and brothers of the Rose and um, taking our divine work deeper in terms of doing grid work and gate work and all of that. So we're going to keep doing that as well um, as bringing in whatever else wants to come up during the month. So let me... <clears throat> Do you find it interesting that I've been working with this same transformation candle like all last year and it's still here? I'm like, oh, okay, more transformation. So we're going to do today's show on the month of January and I'm going to come in um, probably in the next couple of days and to do a deeper um, dive into the first quarter of the year, January, February, and March. Um, there's some... Um, downloads that I'm just kind of in the process of getting. I just, I just don't feel like I've got everything I need to have there yet to be able to present that today. So I guess it's important that we hear about January 1st, January 1st on the January 1st on the 1st, rather than diving into the quarter, the quarter itself. <clears throat> 
I'm going to go ahead, here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna read you this chapter. So I always say, so if you're new here, or if since we haven't done this in a while, I always say like, listen with your master senses. Um, typically these shows, which I'm going to go back to doing on a weekly basis as kind of like your Monday motivation for the week ahead. Um, typically these shows are recorded. There are no visuals, it's not a video. And I always say, listen with your, assimilate this information with your master senses, because it could mean something different to each one of you. It could just be like a story, you know, you could just be listening for entertainment purposes. Like, oh, why do you like the ringers of the light? I'm just gonna listen. Or you could take your listening experience a little bit deeper, um, teasing out any metaphors or meanings um, in the prose that maybe messages meant specifically for you, like invite in your guides to listen to this with you, have them ping you or poke you or like tap you on the shoulder. If something here is meant for you, because it's what I found in this channeling is they're bringing up like um, things that are future forward things, so to speak. So I'm gonna point some of those things out when we get to that part. Um, and then I always try to pull out whatever metaphors that they want the collective to um, be aware of. So the collective being you all listening to this. Um, but just stay open and receptive. If there's something in there that I don't necessarily pull out, but you're like, oh, I think that I'm supposed to do something with this information. Because being, <clears throat> excuse me, being that you're all bringers to the light too, um, you may get special assignments that come from these um, storylines. Um, you may be guided to, um, they're saying like do a ritual or a particular, um, a particular thing, don't say snow dance, a particular thing in your own um, way of doing things. Uh, in your own way that is specific to your soul signature um, or to your specific soul mission that may not be pertinent for the rest of us. Or it could be something that multiple people do have to do, like an assignment, so to speak, but each one of you is going to do it in your own way. Um, and so we complete the assignment together, but we don't necessarily, we're not necessarily like told by um, the on high, the exact way of doing whatever this thing is, okay? So I just wanna bring that up. So I'm gonna read this, and then the other thing that they wanted me to create today is what I call a Pleiadian, well, we call it a Pleiadian power board. They, um, I offer this individually on my website, like for folks individually, but they'd like me to create for this month of January a, a group Pleiadian power board. I have no idea what I'm going to put on it or what we're going to do with it yet. Um, till we get there in a minute, but <clears throat> that is coming up as well. So I don't know if it's a healing board or what kind of board it is. Um, but we pull out, um, just whatever they're telling me to pull out in terms of the talismans and things that we'll need. And then they'll tell me, um, what we, they want me to do with that. All right. <clears throat> so get yourself into receptive state. I'm going to read this. So this is a chapter. I'm calling it chapters because once this all gets channeled in, it eventually, it does become a book that people just kind of read. <clears throat> it has its own healing intention in terms of the entire body of work. But the chapters here that we channel in stand alone as well in terms of um, the messages. All right, so this is a new book. This has never been um, channeled. Nothing's been worked on with this before. This is called Brannigan's Well. It's for January, 2023. This involves the bringers of the light Rockaway Point. So our main characters are Abigail and Dakar. They're divine counterparts. They work for bringers of the light HQ headquarters. Their boss is High Core. Um, Abigail owns a bakery in the etheric town, ethereal, whatever you call it, town of Rockaway Point, somewhere over in the Irish, UK-ish, somewhere like on the coast over there. And um, Abigail has her own coven, and Dakar has a little bit of, he's very mysterious and has like stuff that he does that kind of no one, for his soul mission, that kind of no one really knows what it is, very like 
Um, it's very um, high. He's very high ranking. Um, bring up the light. They're telling me. <clears throat> so you may see yourself in Abigail or Dakar in terms of what's coming across here in terms of the soul work that you're doing, the, the missions that you've been sent here to complete. Um, so just pay attention to that. So this chapter is called can a dawn key, dawn, D-A-W-N, can a dawn key make things better? And when I first wrote that, I wrote donkey like the animal. And they're like, no, it's dawn key. And I'm like, well, what's a dawn key? And they're like, well, you're going to find out. I'm like, oh, okay. It's like a pre, um, I don't want to say premonition. It's not it. It's like a, it's like a pre telling of what's to come. They're saying, okay, so let me just read this. Dakar, hold on, let's take three breaths together. I, I always do that when we just jump right in, but let's take a deep breath. And exhale. Let's breathe in love. And breathe out love. Let's breathe in love. and breathe out love. And let's breathe in love. And breathe out love. And affirm, I am open to receive the messages, wisdom, intel, guidance, healing energy being transmitted through this divine download. <clears throat> so sorry. My throat. All right. So can, can a dawn key make things better? Dakar had had enough, and now it was time to take things to a different level. He had known for some time that it would be necessary for him to move on from his job at the lighthouse but he had thought it would take even longer than it had for him to finally decide. But this last holiday season, he had taken plenty of time to weigh all his options, and he had come to the conclusion that he needed to upgrade. It wasn't just this playful play on words, puns, and metaphors that had him thinking that the time had come. It was a deep knowing that he was needed elsewhere. No one needed to come tell him that his powers were needed elsewhere. Although at times he figured if he didn't do something soon, that his phone would be ringing, metaphorically that is, and High Corps' boss would simply just reassign him somewhere else. And rather than High Corps choosing some strange outpost in the netherworlds for his next assignment, Dakar thought to take it upon himself and choose now. He was going somewhere he had always wanted to go, and he hoped that Abigail would want to come along, but if she didn't, he knew he would have to go anyway, with or without her. There was a spot on the map that had drawn him in many times, and he knew it held an ancient lore about it. He had heard tales from the fairy folk down at the Wishing Well Tavern over in Tessalog that an ancient well held a dark and foreboding secret. It had been the place many eons ago where the lady of a certain manor house on the lands there had betrothed herself to the goddess. She had taken on the form of a white dove and had embossed a scarlet heart on the hilt with her magic. <clears throat> the sword had been hidden somewhere around the well. It was said that whoever found the sword would be magically beholden and could have any wish they so desired. Dakar had been oh so curious about this story ever since he heard it from more than one fairy, goblin, and ancient mage at the wishing well. Could such a sword exist? And how would he go about finding it with so many other things he had to do? He vaguely recalled volunteering down at Crust, Abigail's bakery, to help her decorate some imulk buns for the Rockaway Point Shadow Walk. Every imulk, the townsfolk would gather and walk down to the pier by the lighthouse. If they saw their shadows on the dockside, then they knew that winter would be over soon. 
If, however, no shadow was cast, then they would have six more weeks of damp, chilly weather before the shoots of the snowdrops and other spring flowers and buds would show themselves. Dakar could sense that Abigail was calling him, as whenever she did, she would whisper into his imaginary ear, and he would hear her wherever he was. He pinged back with his mind that he would be there soon, and he moved his thoughts to the second, second thing that was on his mind, the dawn key. Several days ago, Dakar had received a visit from his friend LaGrange. LaGrange had been on a secret assignment that was so classified, he couldn't even tell Dakar what it was. What he could say was that he had seen something very intriguing at his outpost over the Hawaiian Islands. For LaGrange was classified as a G717 class at the Bringers of the Light, and, such, and as such was allowed to be stationed at etheric sacred sites for purposes of the highest light and love. LaGrange had told a car after meeting him for lunch one day that G-717 class status didn't preclude him from divulging what he had come to see as the dawn key. This magical and alluring key had been purported to transfigure one's shadow demons simply with the touch of its highly encoded crystal matrices. Matrices. <clears throat> Dakar had never heard of anyone so easily releasing all their shadow demons this way, but he wanted to know more. If this dawn key was as amazing as, amazing as Lagrange was describing, then the holy light work he had been doing on behalf of the bringers of the light could be done that much easier. But dawn key or not, he knew it was time for Imolk bun. It was time for Imolk bun frosting before his love would tell him to shove off and find something better to do. He knew that Abigail wouldn't ever really say that. After all, they were assigned as one unit, and the light work they were doing was of the utmost importance. But so were things in the 3D world, and for that, he knew that putting frosting on Imolk buns took priority right now. He would tell Abigail tonight about the Lady of the Manor, the sword, and Brannigan's well on the stately lands of Inish. He couldn't get his mind off it until he told himself to shelve it for now. If he was meant to be the finder of the sword, then he would be. Imolk buns, I'm coming, he pinged to Abigail. Abigail wiped a stray hair away from her cheek and left a smear of the velvety Imolk bun frosting on her cheek. She was excited for what was to come on her own solo mission. She was being assigned to find a special weapon that had been used to disfigure some crops last autumn. She didn't know why this was important. She didn't think it was the weapon itself, but the perpetrator that held the keys to solving this situation. She moved another tray of frosted Imolk buns to the cooler and brought another out of the oven. <clears throat> okay. So let's take a deep breath. So what I'm hearing here is there's individual assignments in what I just read that are going to mean something to some of you, they're saying, not necessarily all of you. Um, and then there's other things that they want me to just point out. So let me just see. So there's some of you listening that have been going over and over some different options in terms of moving yourself forward and kind of getting out of what you feel to be a stuck situation. And you are being asked to just make a choice. So I think you're feeling the need to upgrade in more ways than one. Um, it's like a whole body um, transmission, they're saying, whole body transmission, that you need to take yourself to a higher level in the work that you're doing. So I think you, they say that you've been playing it safe and that um, it's time to level up. So that's going to mean something to each one of you but know that you are ready for this higher calling, this higher level of light work, 
and it's time to sit down in a <laughs> discussion with your guides and have them help you understand um, kind of what that means for you. Like, what does that even mean? Um, it plays a lot into your soul missions because soul missions came up, I think, three times here in this chapter. And so it seems like everyone is getting some sort of an upgrade in terms of the work that you're going to be doing on mission. Um, and they are saying, you know, you are being given the choice. So there's a little couple sentences, uh, sentences here that say, rather than high core choosing some strange outpost in the netherworlds for his next assignment, Dakar thought to take it upon himself and choose now. And he was kind of choosing something that he was interested in. Although if it's part of your soul mission, you're going to be interested in it anyway, right? It's going to speak to you. It's going to call to you. Um, and rather than letting, um, rather than letting kind of forcing spirit's hand, so to speak, and not doing anything, if you don't do anything in this situation to move yourself forward, then spirit's going to like choose for you. And sometimes that's not always the best plan. Um, take it from one who knows, like, you, sometimes we voluntarily, um, sometimes we volunteer, right? So, but, and we don't always know what we're getting ourselves into. Um, and sometimes we're asked to do something and, um, we're told that that's going to help us level up and it's still a conscious choice. It's still a free will choice to say like, no, or, you know, choose, or it's this, or you choose the adventure and you just decide to do it anyway. And you're like, I don't care necessarily what happens along the way because I'm just in it for the adventure, um, and for the learning. And it takes a really like high level of, um, <clears throat> consciousness and faith to be able to do something like that, right? You have to like pretty much slay your own shadow demons as it talks about here. Um, so we're channeling now as we're giving you this, these particular messages, but you have to be able to slay a lot of your own shadow demons. And it could be, you know, this Dawn key is something that's a forthcoming um, spiritual technology for people to be able to do, but right now, I think it's just a foretelling of the level of um, light work that's going to become available over the next 10 years or so. Um, right now though, we still kind of have to clear our karma and our shadows, like the, <laughs> to me, like the messy, sometimes long and winding pathway. And <clears throat> because I remember one time, so I started listening to um, our beautiful soul sister, Angie, sent me a link to a video by Patricia Cota Robles, and I'd never heard of her before. And I'm just like enchanted with <laughs> her work and the, the level of um, intel that she receives, but she's been doing light work since the 80s, since the original um, harmonic convergence or whatever in 87. So of course she's like high echelon of high level and highly regarded and esteemed in terms of the divine intelligence that she receives. Um, and I started listening to Cryon, my friend Cryon again, because Cryon brought me through like some of the darkest times of my life. Um, and I don't know why we're inserting this here, but just bear with me. So. I remember Cryon at one time saying, you know, right now, if you want to, you can clear all your karma by just saying you're clearing all your karma. And I was like, mm, that just seems too good to be true. Right. And, um, I remember saying, I mean, cause it was like affirming, like I'm clearing all my karma right now. And it was like, um, yeah, you kind of are in a sense, but you're setting the intention that you're doing it. And so, so you have to be very careful, right? Sometimes even to like what we're intending to do, because when I did that, I said, oh, I'm going to clear all my karma right now. Well, it set a plan in motion. It set a um, timeline and a trajectory in motion where I was fast tracked to like clear all 
<laughs> clear all my karma. But it wasn't just like a magical, like a, you know, bewitched, like she twitches her nose and the karma was all cleared. It's like I had to live through all the experiences then in a very rapid succession of clearing all the karma that I needed to clear. Um, <clears throat> and Patricia Kotorobles was talking the other day and we knew this was coming because we've gotten this intel from other way showers as well about the divine innocence um, souls. Sorry, if I get a lot of chills or whatever, the spirit's really wanting me to go down this pathway. So about the divine innocence, these are souls who are incarnating into the physical, um, who are choosing to come and they have no, um, they have no past from They have no karma. They have no past karma. It's just like, what? <laughs> you know, when I heard that, I was like, well, this is awesome, right? Because they're coming to help, you know, move the, the, the planet forward, move Gaia, the earth forward in her ascension as well by helping clear a lot of like ancestral karma and all that from the families that they incarnate into. But I was like, what? No fair. How come some of us are like toiling and just toiling and oh, to clear this past karma by you know, sometimes having to live through certain experiences that are very, very difficult and challenging to clear. Um, <clears throat> and it's just like, you know, yeah, of course they're saying like, oh, it's all going to be okay. But it's like, you know, we wreck, we, when I say we, it's like me and your guides and on high and all that, like we, the bringers of the light HQ, like recognize the sacrifice, the trial, what you feel to be trials and tribulations that you're going through. Um, we recognize that and you all are deeply, deeply honored by source and by your guides. And, you know, it should make you feel emotional. Like to me, when I get, when I get emotional on the show, it's like this deep wave of like just divine love will wash over me and it just brings me to tears because it's just, I don't know how to explain it. So for you guys, you may be feeling this wave of divine love right now as we're talking about this, like washing over you because, you know, many of you have told me, and I myself, I'm like, you know, the start of 2022, I was like, yay, 2022. And then the end of 2022, I was like, I never want to go through that again. It was crazy. Absolutely absolutely crazy and every January I feel in a sense that we get these high hopes of what's to come for the year and I don't want to say that like my hopes are dashed you know come you know March or April like getting a sense like oh is this, some of this stuff ever really gonna take place and it's like <clears throat> their guides are like you have to slowly work through it um, it's not an overnight process, this whole karma clearing and organic ascension process. It's just not. And for you to, you're kind of fooling yourself. They're saying for you, for you to think that it's going to like ever <laughs> make, you're gonna make people turn me off, <laughs> make people switch the dial, but you're kind of fooling yourself to think that it's ever really going to be over, that the ascension process is just at some day, like your spiritual journey is just like, okay, I'm done. And I don't have to go through that anymore. It's like it just keeps getting easier and easier. The more you clear, the more shadow work that you do on yourself. What it does for you is it's, that it's easier for you to sustain the higher levels of the, um, of the 5D, heaven on earth, bliss states, the new Lemuria. I like to call it the new Lemuria because I will say, as I was trying to bring in information for the entire year for us to do a show on 2023, um, the new Lemuria keeps coming in. Um, but we're not there, obviously. The whole planet is not there. But we're starting to um, organize like these pockets of new Lemuria with our thoughts, words, deeds, and actions. And now they're bringing me to Cryon and back to Cryon and what Cryon said that was just fascinating. It was such an activation for me was he said, um, I think the, the topic of his channeling was, um, <clears throat> is does spirit 
is there such a thing kind of as, as divine intervention or does spirit, does spirit like intervene over your free will choice? It was something to that effect. And what he said in there, and I can't quote him exactly because I wanted to go back and re-listen and kind of write down exactly what he said, but it was talking about divine intervention. And what Cryon said was, you are your own divine intervention by your thoughts and your words and your intentions. So if you only can suss out the negative in things or the worst case scenario, believe me, I've done all these things. I'm still working on it. The worst case scenario, um, you are a creator, spirits coming in here again, you're a creator of worlds with your thoughts, your visualizations, and spirits constantly telling you guys that you don't realize how powerful you actually are because every thought and word is creational energy. And there's been so much miscreation over time. That's how we ended up where we are, you know, on the planet, like coming in and needing to have, you know, this major cleanup action for anything that's going on is over so many thousands and thousands of years and eons of time, you know, when we fell from grace, um, And the Eden, that is what I'll call the old Lemuria, kind of fell in terms of levels of consciousness. Um, We just started at that point creating all of this trouble for ourselves, all of this shadow stuff. And Patricia was saying... I've been watching the, every year they do a World Congress of Illuminate for Illumination, and I was watching. Yes, um, it's like a six-day thing or whatever, and I'm on like day two or three, I think, of this year's, this past year's, the 2022 one. And she was saying, um, "Oh, what were you saying? I just lost it." Oh, that source, that we all think that source is like, when we say source is, there's a duality with source and it's like, source is it's like this good or evil kind of thing. She said source has, it has nothing to do with good or evil. Evil is not a construct of anything that source has anything to do with because source is specifically about divine love. But the duality comes from the, the mother God and the father God, the divine masculine, and the divine feminine. That's the, that's the duality that is source. Like when it breaks, it breaks down, it's like one is creational in terms of the divine masculine and one is the loving divine, um, intuitive side of the, um, divine feminine. And that was an eye opener to me too, because we always had this like, you know, dark versus light kind of thing. And we think that that's, that's source, like, well, if it's not good, it's bad. Source is creating like evil and source wants us to experience evil and, you know, heaven or whatever you want to say. And it's like, no, that's not it at all. That's miscreations of creational energy has nothing to do with, none of that came from source. It's like we created that basically hell on earth for ourselves with our free will choice, dropping us out of forgetting who, forgetting who we are, that we're beings of light, that we're part of source, that we are all one and we are all connected. And um, so when Cryon said, you're your own divine intervention with the creational energy that you choose to bring forth, So if you choose to continue to think and speak in ways that are detrimental to your own soul's journey, then you just continue to get that via the spiritual law of cause and effect and karma. But if you want something to change via what you consider, I'm not saying there's no, they're not saying there's no divine intervention because source will intervene in certain situations um, individually, but collectively, If you are thinking about divine intervention, you're your own divine intervention in that if you want something to change, be different, lighten up, um, whatever it is, heal, then you must learn to use your words and your thoughts and your intentions 
to take care of that. So we always hear, well, we don't always hear, but we hear a lot, you know, like we'll set the intention and then your guides will help your the angels, your guides will help support you in that intention. Ask and it is given, right? We hear that from the Bible and from spiritual context and all of it. Ask and it is given. If you ask for something, if you intend for something, that's the creational energy to create that thought form that then will eventually, eventually work its way down to becoming a physical 3D thing. And once you create that thought form, that intention, that, that wish or that goal, source the role of your guides and your guardian angels and the angels and the archangels is to help support you in getting what you've just created, right? So if you continue to create, or it's, I want to call it like miscreate, if you continue to create things that aren't in your best interest, be it negative thought patterns, words, or whatever, then you're going to continue to get that. And, and it's so to intervene divinely on your own behalf, you have to be able to recreate something in a light that is something where you feel good enough to receive. So you have, see, there's also so much shadow work that has to be done here. We could talk about this all day. Um, but if you've got too much shadow around something and you, and you can't work through it, be it a fear of something, you know, too many negative thought forms still in the aura, too many ancient old seeds from maybe past lives or past, con, you know, past life conditioning or childhood or whatever, then it's very challenging for you to be able to co-create with source in a way that is for your highest and best good because those things weigh you down and pull you down and, and keep you in continuing to create or miscreate. It's not, it's not a mistake because it's a learning experience, but to create things that are not in your highest and best good. You may think they are sometimes, but so if you're creating from a, um, like almost like a false positive, then you're going to continue to get false positive results that meaning you're kind of continue to get the same old same old um and you're always going to be left like why can I never get what I want it's like well because you're not creating it correctly so to speak you're um you're you may be creating it but then you may come back and you may be clouding that creational energy that you spoke or you willed or you intended with negativity and lesser um, vibrating thought forms that are going to keep you from attaining or getting what you really deserve. My goodness. No wonder my throat chakra has been upgraded. Like if you guys have been with me for a while, you're probably like, what is she talking like? Who knows what? Like we're using all these big fancy words. Um, but you guys are ready for, you guys are ready to hear things in this particular, um, what do you guys want to call it? They're saying this particular vocabulary that it's time that these words come from a higher level of consciousness, state of being, and they're meant to activate you. So we do that a lot on this show here. A lot of what we do through the tones, the inflections, the vibrations, the words that are coming out of my mouth are um, activations in and amongst themselves. Um, our light language without me having to necessarily speak light language to you. So <clears throat> if you get a sense of anything from this conversation we've all just had with you all here is that can you see the higher level of consciousness that's already being um, displayed for 2023 in this channeling and this storytelling and this motivational um, conversation we're having just about the month of January? It feels much more high level. It feels much more like um, there's been an upgrade somewhere because... Um, if you're still with me, 
I mean, you haven't flipped, turned me off by now because you're like, what? Uh, I'm not at a level of consciousness where I can understand what she's saying right now. There's nothing wrong with that. But some of you may, you know, if you're still here, then your chakras, your light form, light body have been upgraded enough to be able to assimilate these higher um, light words. So <laughs> that was a lot. That was a lot. Let me just send, see here one more thing. Oh, 45 minutes. All right. <clears throat> I'm just looking back over this whole thing with the Dawn key. We're going to come back to the Dawn key here next week. But um, this whole channeling talks about um, your level of light work upgrading and increasing in, um, in what you're being asked to do from the standpoint of your soul signature and how you use that um, creational life force that you have for your soul missions here on the planet. But at the same time, you know, obviously 3D life comes in too and things take priority. So you have to find a balance, which was the whole talk about the imulk buns and the button frosting and the, the shadow walk like the Groundhog Day. So there was a big um, thing about imulk here um, in this first chapter, which I find very interesting to me. I'm like, please just keep getting past the cold weather here where I'm at and get me back to springtime. Um, but we do have a big activation coming later this month uh, around the 22nd of January. I think all planets go direct. We have a new moon and um, there was something else happening on that date as well. I can't remember exactly what it was. So we're going to be doing something with the nine series around that time um, before we even get to Imolk. It's like an Imolk. Oh, they're saying it's like an Imolk gate opening. Um, so we'll be coming back mid-month to work with you all on that because there'll be some divine assignments for each one of you um, if you choose to accept them. And what happens there is like I'm not personally giving you an assignment. Like as you're listening to this transmission, your guides will come in and you will be given a divine assignment that you are to complete. Um, your soul knows the way. Your higher self will guide you on what you need to do. Um, and usually it's going out on the land and doing something, but since it's different for each one of you, you know, I can't even be that specific, they're saying. So now let me just talk for a minute about the Pleiadian power board we're going to do for this month. Um, I'm pulling down a, oh my God, I shoveled so much snow today, you guys. I can barely walk across the room. I'm so sore. Okay, let's see. They're having me pull down this board. It's got hearts all over it. It's got, um, looks like the flower of life with hearts all over it. It's one of my like little altar boards. So they want me to set this up and I'm going to have to leave it. And what I'll do is I'll post a picture of it. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, I'm going to post pictures of it um, on my YouTube community tab and on my Instagram. So if you're listening on the podcast, come follow me maybe on one of those places if you feel so inclined um, so that you can see some of this other um, stuff that you may not necessarily see from listening to a podcast. But all right, let's see. This Palladian's coming in. Oh, the three dots here again. So this is a board for helping you co-create, helping you to catch yourself. So this is an energy board. It's going to bring in um, divine power to help you. So in the 3D world, we call it like, right? Like setting my new year's resolutions or whatever. Um, this board is going to help you see those things in a higher level of consciousness so that you can put the power of your creational energy behind them in a kind of 
in a um, more clearly defined way that is very specific to um, higher levels of manifesting power. And this did come in this morning when I was doing my own energy clearing. Um, one of the things they told me is that there was there were manifesta- manifesting upgrades. And I kind of heard that. And I was like, okay, what is that? I didn't really dive, dive into it now. But we're if you're listening to this, you're still with me. It looks like we're being given um, the divine intelligence that is needed for us to be able to co-create with Source in a way that will more efficiently get you what you're needing in a more timely manner. This sounds very, <laughs> this sounds like a, the motto that I had in the corporate world. I can't remember that. <laughs> I have to remember what that is. But this board has a big heart in the middle and what they've had me put on top of that is the Ace of Cups from the tarot, putting on top of the heart. So it's like your heart's, deepest heart's desires, right? And I, I've gotten a little like jaded, I guess, um, with divine timing because some things just seem to take so long to manifest, especially if they are part of your soul plan that was made before you um, incarnated because those are markers on your path. And, you know, sometimes it's really hard to wait for those things. But they're saying that those things you just kind of have to wait for. But what you're going to start noticing is things like um, in the 3D world, like I want a new job that better suits me. I need a new place to live that is uh, more in line with, they're saying more in line with my consciousness now. So maybe kind of like an upgraded place to live or whatever, that those things now um, with this higher level of manifesting, this upgrade, that those things are going to start coming more readily, um, faster and um, more easily to you now. Not that you were ever really blocked, not that spirit was ever really blocking these things from you in the past. It's like you were blocking yourself. Remember going back to like, you're your own divine intervention. It's like this board that we're setting up is going to help you to create thought forms, words, creational energy behind what you want. Um, doing so from a very, very clear, very divine intentioned way of doing it. Like, I'm not going to tell you what that is because I think that's different for each one of you, how you do it. But what the board is also going to do is as soon as you start to, um, go down the path of clouding your creation with miscreation, then you are going to automatic kind of like then spirit's going to ping you in your mental body and be like, whoop, you just created something that is not in line with what you're trying to manifest. And you're going to have the opportunity then to, um, to basically destroy that thought form that you've just created. And it's kind of like, um, when Esther Hicks and Abraham say, like, if you don't like the thought you're thinking, find a better thinking thought. It's that like, um, this board is just some support for you this month to help you, um, to co-create from a higher level of consciousness, um, to get spirit on kind of on board, like, you know, co-create with your guides in whatever way works for you, whatever ceremony or ritual or, you know, whatever construct works for you. Um, and the energy behind this board will help you identify kind of instantaneously if you're going against your own creation. So if you start to think negative thoughts about like, oh, that's never gonna happen or, oh, you know, worst case scenario, what if this happens since it? As soon as those start to come in, this board is like an, an awareness, giving you the awareness like, hey, oh, you're doing it again. And 
you're going to be able to pull that those thought forms that you just created. Um, like for me, I'll just give you an example. Like if I create something like that, spirits when working with me, like what ding, you just did something that's not in line with what you're trying to accomplish. And I'll be able to pull that thought form up in front of myself, like a cloud or whatever that I just created. And I'll be able to use electric violet light to disintegrate that. Um, so that's what I'm talking about when I'm saying like their spirit's going to tell you, you created something that goes against, um, your creation, then you're going to be able to immediately identify that thought form somewhere in your auric field, kind of pull it, kind of tell it to present itself in front of you, like a gray cloud or whatever. And then whatever way you disintegrate, usually it's the, you know, I throw it in the violet fire or whatever way you disintegrate your thought forms then you're going to be given the opportunity to do that. So I think this is a huge um, divine intervention in and of itself because typically um, when these things happen, spirit doesn't come knocking on your door and say like, oh, you just created a thought form that's against what you want. Um, What starts happening is these thought forms start stacking up in your auric field, all these like the negativity behind it or it's never going to happen or why is it taking so long or... What if this happens dead? All of those things stack up and those are kind of what block the inflow of what you want coming to you. And I never, I never understood like a while back, Master Co said the same thing. He's like, all these doors of prosperity are just waiting to open for you. Nothing's blocking them except your own thought forms and things that you've created that are keeping the door held closed. You know, it's not like some nefarious presence on the other side of the nether worlds or ethers or whatever some guide that's you know no one's keeping them from you you're kind of keeping them from yourself and until you know, back then I was like I don't understand what he's saying I don't understand how that could happen and now I'm kind of I'm getting that I'm getting that clarity so we're putting the ace of cups on top of the heart is there anything else I'm supposed to be putting here <clears throat> hmm They're saying that's all. So the board has already been powered up with all the things I just talked about saying that it was going to be doing. So if you want to receive this um, divine intelligence, this, um, this assistance, then, you know, just affirm that you want to receive it from this power board. You don't have to, you have free will choice and you can choose not to. But if you do, then everything we just talked about is what will begin to happen for you this month. As you start setting goals, intentions, wishes, creating um, what you want to create or co-create, remember because you, you, you create the, the what you want and your guides and angels and source kind of do the how. So that's why a lot of times you feel like it's, it's going to happen, but it may not happen exactly how you think it's going to happen. It's like, I don't know if I always like that, but okay. But, but it's because soars and your guides and angels can see uh, the on high can see the bigger picture. And sometimes they're going to typically give you better than what you would have expected for yourself. Right? So this power board is now set. It looks very simple, but it's got a lot of, um, heart vibes behind it because that's what you're creating from your heart space. You're co-creating from your heart space and you're creating and co-creating things you love, hence the Ace of Cups. Um, And the magic behind the board is the fact that um, you're being given the ability, um, the wherewithal and the knowing that as soon as you try to miscreate against your creation, that your guides are going to be working with you to kind of immediately ping you in your mental, stay in your mental body. Like in your mind, you're going to be like hearing a kind of like, Oh, you just kind of went against what you wanted. And then you right then and there, don't wait, destroy that thought form. That's the one that's going to be holding up your manifestation. Oh, I don't know. They're saying that's all so, so exciting. All right, you guys. So the power board is set. We have just gotten through. This is January, but we're coming back every week with these updates. We're going to see where we're at um, next time we, we talk, which is typically on the weekends. And the, before that, though, I will see you again. And we're going to dive deeply into the January, February, and March of 2023.
So I want to thank you all so much for joining me. Thank you for being here. Thank you for lending your beautiful light, love, higher levels of consciousness, and your soul missions and purpose, all of that juicy good stuff. Like, thank you for being you. Thank you for doing the work. And we will see you all again soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to this podcast. It has been brought to you by the Bringers of the Light, an etheric group of higher light beings focused on service to Gaia, humanity, and the self as it pertains to the spiritual journey. So they are here to support you on your path to love and to working with others. Thank you so much for joining us. Take care.